Testing, testing, testing. Blah, 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 blah. Ready, set, go. It's time for the Coach Amy and Coach Liz Show. A podcast for endurance athletes by two athletes, two coaches, and a physical therapist. We are your hosts, Coach Amy and Coach Liz, coming to you from Kansas, Kansas City. Okay, so today we're going to talk about recovery. Because the decisions that you make about recovery now impact your longevity in endurance sport. They have a long-term impact, not just this month or this year, but for your life. And this topic is big. There's a lot of information to cover and to share with you. And um, while we were writing it, it it was what? (laughs) It became a runaway train. A runaway train, yeah. (laughs) We've developed a huge manifesto. Um, but we've tried to, um, pare it down so that it's concise and we've broken it down into smaller digestible bits, um, which we will cover in four separate podcasts. Yeah. So today we're going to just explain why recovery is essential. And then in follow-up podcasts, we'll talk about the symptoms, um, of under recovery how to recover properly, and then highlight some factors that sometimes impact our ability to actually recover. Um, but our hope is that these are, you know, digestible and easy to apply so that you can actually help help your training. So let's get to it. What is recovery and what do we mean by that, Liz? So I think first, before we talk about recovery, we should talk about um, what training is doing. And training is actually stressing the body on purpose strategically um, to make it stronger, faster, and to go longer and further, but that's only half the equation. So what's the other half? Training recovery. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the period of time when the body is responding to those stresses and loads that you're talking about. It's when we make structural and metabolic changes. The body adapts during recovery. And I like to say it's when the magic is happening. And I learned that from uh, Steve Hinman. He was my first marathon training coach. (laughs) Um, And I loved that because it really did make sense to me. Because it's the time when the body is doing amazing things. It is healing, okay, because we've broken down on purpose and we need to heal from that. Um, We're also rewiring the nervous system. We're actually making new connections from our nervous system to our muscles and telling them how to do. And that's when we're like our run form, our swim form. It's also when we're breaking down the byproducts, that sort of that waste that your body creates when you're working the muscles. Recovery is also a period of time when you're building up new and healthy muscle tissue so that you can take on more load. Uh, And then also, it's the time when you're increasing the number of mitochondria. And I've been talking about mitochondria a lot in the clinic lately because I have my new toy or my new instrument, the high-intensity laser therapy. But mitochondria, if you can remember back to like junior high or high school science maybe, but it's the mitochondria are in all your cells and it's the energy producing cells. Mm-hmm. So the more mitochondria you have, the more energy you can generate during exercise and the faster and longer you can run, bike or swim. So 
if we don't have that recovery period of time when we get to heal, we get to make new wired connections, we get rid of all the waste products, and if we don't have the recovery time to build up that healthy muscle tissue and to build up that mitochondria, you can see how it would affect our ability to continue to train. Yeah, you know, and I think it's easy to forget or you know, a lot of people don't even know that the recovery is 50% of your training. Um, and when we say that, you know, it's strategic recovery. It's not like we just, all of us, it's not an all or nothing situation. Um, so it's not like you're just going to, you know, train for six months of the year and then do nothing for six months of the year. <laughs> not that we don't see that, but oh, that's yeah. not what we're going oh, for. Oh yeah, we see that. <laughs> you know, or like work out, you know, three days of the week and sit on the couch four days of the week. So it's... Um, you know, you, you want to be strategic about it because that's how it helps your body. You know, you stress and then you recover. You stress and recover um, in a strategic fashion. And then you're going to get stronger um, versus just sort of an all or nothing approach. Yeah. Endurance training is like building a castle out of Lego bricks. Okay. So let's pretend we're building that castle we get the huge box set with all the colors like the silver ones the special gold ones the pieces for the drawbridge and the moat okay <laughs> <laughs> and if we if we are properly recovering we get to keep all the special bricks and gradually build them up into the castle but in the event of under recovery okay you all the specialty bricks are taken away from you and you only get the starter set. And if you've never played with Legos, I'm sorry, this analogy is not going to work for you. Um, but you get the idea. Now you have the, you don't, you don't get to build as big of a structure. You might have a house that you get to build. Now imagine the worst case scenario where your sibling has come in and stolen the bricks and knocked down your house and your castle. And in our analogy, that's an example of catastrophic poor recovery and we've got an injury now and our training plan is completely derailed and we're done. There's no moat. You don't get the moat. There's no moat. There's no house. There's no race. <laughs> <laughs> so what does recovery look like in training and where does it fit in? Um, and so there's different periods of recovery that happen throughout the year and depending on who you read or what sport you're reading about, sometimes the language around that is inconsistent from person to person. But for our purposes, um, we're gonna break it down into five periods. So the first one I'm gonna mention is one many of us are familiar with. It's often called off-season recovery. It's usually between seasons. Maybe you've already done an A race for the year. You've had a long stint of focused training and so you've transitioned into um, what you might call the off-season, but really it's just a different focus um, where you're working on recovery and maintenance, um, transitioning to the next goal. Um, so it's just a shift in focus. Yeah. And this can completely mess with our heads. Mm. So after my first marathon, I was like, I do not want to lose any of my fitness. Mm -hmm. I don't want to lose any of my training or my flow. And so I really had it into my head that I should continue with my current training load. Yes. So that Saturday run after the marathon, I was like, oh, yep, 10 miles, uh -huh. you know, and all the training during the week was going to be exactly the same. Mm hmm no recovery well there was a big problem with that not yeah. only was that 10 mile run really hard oh my god <laughs> but i got my first running injury thing to note once you have an injury 
it's always going to be, it's like, it becomes like a weak spot, uh-huh. right? So even if you recover from that and heal from that and you do great, it's always waiting in the background ready to pop up again. <laughs> yes. So that was a huge lesson to learn this off season, not recovering properly. Uh, it can affect your training mm-hmm. over the long term. It does. But we'll get back to that. So first, Liz, what's the second recovery period that we're going to talk about? Um, so the second recovery is is recovery that happens really during your on season. So you might think of this like if you followed any kind of training plan where you see, like say for example, three weeks of more intense training and then maybe the fourth week you pull back. So it's just a bit of easing back kind of during your your main training plan your main training cycle yeah and and yeah because this is a stage where i see you know runners especially those that don't have like a good plan um that doesn't have recovery built into it what i notice is that they mistakenly increase mileage every week like oh i'm just supposed to be running further and further and that's a recipe for disaster but i also see this um in athletes who will miss several weeks of training for some reason you know like life happens or they get sick or any of the other things that can disrupt training but then the the mistake is when you know you try to make it up by stacking increases in mileage week after week so that you can sort of get it in get that distance before race day to to, to get it all in and that's another place or another uh, example of not an allowing enough recovery. And I, I think, you know, this is where a coach can be really helpful because they can help, you know, they can help you navigate how, you know, to get to your goal when you miss training for some reason. And, you know, that might be the coach is, you know, helping you modify your goals and, and modify your training. Yeah, that's that was a hard lesson for me. I got into lots of negotiations with myself about how much training I should or shouldn't be doing and just how I'm wired. It taken me a long time to learn that more isn't better and (laughs) that you can recover without losing everything and that sort of stuff. But um, I had some hard lessons before I was able to get to that point. And even at this point, I still do have a coach because it's, um, you know, it, it messes with your head. Like, you know, your body is telling you it needs something, but your head is really can be pounding the, the pavement and, and really resistant to rest. Um, and so sometimes it can be hard to tell what you're supposed to do, and especially if you're trying to be objective about what's actually best for your body. But that recovery is so important. Yeah, and it's it's the reason, even though you're a coach and you know how it's to be done, mm. you need that. Oh, gosh, And yes. so do I, and that's why you're my coach. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's zoom into the next period. This phase three or period three, That's the recovery that occurs within the training week. And this looks different for the sport of running than it does for triathlon. Right. So like with triathlon, like I might stagger, if I have a week of training, the recovery that it would take um, that I would build in for like a hard run for a triathlete versus like a hard swim is a little different because the running pounds the body in a different way than the swimming does. So we build in the recovery during the week for triathlon a little bit differently than you would for just straight running. Let's zoom in even further. So let's review for just a second, though. We went from between seasons. Mm -hmm. Off season. Yeah, off season. And then within the season, so the full long, like it might be a 12-week, 20-week, or Mm -hmm. 35-week training plan. And then we zoomed into the week. And now we're going to zoom even further into that, that period of recovery that occurs during a workout. So like between sets. 
So a good example of this might be like, maybe you have scheduled 10 400 meter repeats or 10 laps around a track. This recovery is occurring between the hard intervals. It is that easier effort, that walk or that jog or that slower pace. Um, and this, I, I, I tend to find this recovery period easier to abide by <laughs> because I, 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 you know, 10 seconds rest, you know, between hard efforts with the swim intervals, it never feels like enough. I feel like I could, I could use more. It's really easy to make that a little longer than it should be, but it is an important recovery period. Um, getting you ready for that next interval or that next repeat or the next 100 yards swim um, so that you can actually train the body to do it effectively. And I think I think people forget that, you know, there's different ways to manipulate a workout and you can manipulate the work part. So like say you, you know, you can do two minute intervals or three minute intervals or you can do them at different intensities. But just as importantly, you can manipulate the recovery part of that that also impacts the workout. So if you have you know, if you're taking one minute recovery versus three minutes recovery versus 10 seconds, that very much then changes your work part of that recovery. And so it manipulating the rest is just as important as manipulating the training part. Yeah. It affects the workout just as much. Yes. The last period of recovery that we want to introduce might be a surprise to you. What is it, Liz? It's the blessed taper. Oh, taper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is when all of the mind gremlins come out to play, but it's so important. The taper is just the time before you're going into a race where you are reducing the volume and intensity of your workouts to allow the body to heal. So it's, you know, our tissues need to heal. We're getting ready to perform, you need to kind of, I sometimes think of it like, you know, the calm before a storm. Like you, if you've ever been in a tornado, hopefully you've never <laughs> been in a tornado, but you know, it gets really quiet and still before a tornado hits because it's sucking up all of the energy and all of the stuff that it needs to really come through, um, you know, at, at a high and forceful speed. Yeah, and, for you Liz, that's a good analogy. Well, I'm just thinking because people get real crazy during taper and we just want to kind of, you know, we don't think it's important. We think we need to cram in those last bits of training and that is exactly what we don't want to do. You want your body to just harness all of that work and to recover um, so that it really then is able to go and hit that race with its maximum potential. Yeah, if we go back to what we were saying earlier, it, it's the time of healing. It's when the wiring of the nervous system is occurring it's we're getting rid of all of the breakdown of the wastes of the waste products that we've created and we're increasing those mitochondria that we talked about <laughs> i think the biggest mistake that we make as athletes is that we don't take this time to recover um in in and sometimes we don't take that time to recover in all those phases that we talked about or sometimes we pick and choose which which part we're not going to recover during but it's easy to do if you don't understand the purpose of recovery or how it fits into training so today um, we've introduced the topic and laid a foundation for our next cast where we dive into the dreaded consequences of under recovery and how to recognize it so you can catch it before it spirals out of control yeah so your really your takeaway today is that recovery is 50 percent of training and it's just as important as the work you're doing out there. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, we, we are, are in this together. together. Until next time.